This is Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 072, Sweet as the Night. What's that song all about? Sweet as the Night is a 14th track on Out of the Blue, first song on side 4. In a 1990 issue of ELO fanzine Face the Music, Andrew Whiteside wrote, Mr. Blue Sky goes so far over the top that you wonder if there's anywhere left to go and anything that follows it is bound to sound a little dull, which is a shame because Sweet as the Night is a forgotten gem, often ignored by people still shell-shocked from Blue Sky, a startling pop song on a double album's worth of startling pop songs. This must nevertheless go down in the books as one of the greats. Jeff is often maligned or completely dismissed as a lyricist, and it's true that if you go looking for the meaning of life in his words, you'll be sadly disappointed. More often than not, he'll be trying to rhyme moon with June, and it takes real talent to do that and still make it sound convincing. Sweet as the Night is one of the very best of his craft. The music, too, is buoyant, rock at its best. All bombastic drums, jittery guitar, and effervescent keyboards, an extra mark just for rhyming Sway with Cartier. In the March 30th, 2016 issue of The Guardian, Mark Beaumont wrote, Sweet as the Night was a masterwork of mid-paced bombast that, Mr. Creosote-like, ballooned to bursting point. Boasting an embarrassment of epic choruses, Lynn piled them on with the enthusiasm of a bake-off contestant piping rosettes on a showstopper, and everyone a winner. Sweet as the Night swept from an elegant glam-funk strut to a chorus that was essentially all the young dudes. Could this album get any more ridiculous? This song was covered by Paul McNulty in 1999, Ben Lee in 2001, and Juliana Hatfield in 2012. I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And I'm Eric Winsenson. And this is another one of those ELO songs. It's one of those songs that when I see it coming, or when I think about it, eh, I don't hate it, but it's okay. And then I I hear it, and it comes on. It's like, holy crap, I love this song. It's like Night in the City. I don't know what is it with the night songs on this album, but I always go into them thinking, I'm not crazy about it, but it's okay. But then when it hits, this is a freaking awesome song. I love it. It's nice to hear Jeff do something a little bit different with his voice on this one. He kind of goes about to sort of match Kelly's voice, and Kelly's voice in this song is great. When I hear him sing, I wish he had sung more songs on this album instead of just getting the occasional verse. And like Turn to Stone, 
there were little bits tucked in the song that made it fun to listen to. Listen up, people! Here's a snippet for Jill. Well, I definitely have to... Yeah? Agree with you. Eric likes another song on the album. It's, a, it's not one of those ones where I'm going, yeah, when I, before I hear it. It's one of those ones where I was actually looking forward to hearing it on here because for the longest time, it was one of those songs that I put up there along with Turn to Stone and Sweet Talking Woman and Mr. Blue Sky. It was mm-hmm. one of the songs that actually remembered off the album and for the life of me, I can't understand why they didn't release this as a single instead <laughs> of It's Over. Yeah. It's lyrically so much better. It's not as repetitive. I mean, there's not a whole lot of messing with Jeff's vocals, and then the build-up to the chorus is absolutely perfect. And it's got a big, huge sing-along chorus on it that's a lot more memorable than It's over, it's <laughs> over, it's over. It's and over, yeah. It, it's everything that you would actually want in an yellow single. I think it's a little hidden gem on the album because I don't hear too much about it and probably I don't know, maybe maybe it's a good thing that it didn't get the single treatment and didn't get overplayed and everything. So you got this nice little ELO song that's sitting off in a corner that occasionally gets to dance with the cool people. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a forgotten track, which is, I you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. If it's a forgotten track, you kind of come across as like, hey, that was a nice surprise. Although forgotten can be kind of an insult, too. And there's something about it that I can't peg down. There's sort of an orbanacy, orbanacy, <laughs> orbisony way the music goes, like, um... Yeah. Think I can't get my gourd around what I'm looking for for the way this song goes. It's different than any other ELO song. They Usually an ELO song is pretty rock song. They play the chords and, and they do that. But there's something different about this one where it's... Well, his way of presenting the verses is getting away from the Beatles a bit and is almost Dylan. The way he phrases, I wouldn't say his voice. It's not like some of his old stuff where it really goes in that type of thing. (laughs) Yeah. But the way that he phrases the verses sounds like the way that Bob Dylan phrases a lot of his verses in his songs. It's a lot more verbose than a lot of ELO songs. He's using a lot more, I should say a lot more <laughs> words yeah. per chorus. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, the best way to describe it is just the beginning part. When the day is done and there's nowhere to run and the people of the city have all lost and won. It's getting a lot more in there than just, hello, how are you? <laughs> have you been all right? I mean, great yeah. song and everything, but his lyrics and his verses are usually very, very concise Mm-hmm. And this is a major departure from that. Even more complex songs of his, when you break it down lyrically and everything, it is very simple. Where this is a little bit 
I'd, I'd say it's something that I would be looking for on a double album where it departs from what your usual comfort zone would be. Right. I'm not talking about where you're experimenting, but where you're actually stretching what you do best and adding to it. Mm-hmm. Andy uses the word Cartier. I believe this is the only time I've ever heard that word. You know, I haven't heard every song that's ever made, but you don't really hear Cartier in a song very much. That's basically in the concept of checking your makeup. Yeah. And I also never noticed the, the Dylan-esque of it. But now that you point it out, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not really an expert on Dylan. Mostly I know the hits, and that's all I know of Dylan. But now that you point it out, I can see that now. The Dylan influence on ELO never hit me, but I can see it. You know, I mean, it's not as wordy as uh, early Springsteen was, but mm-hmm. it's still a lot more than what you expect in an Electric Light Orchestra song. Yeah. And this, the lyrics really stand out, where a lot of times I'd say that the lyrics are more meant to be an instrument in some cases, where it's more of a uh, either a lead or a percussive instrument to drive the song along mm-hmm. just so you can get to a memorable chorus. Got something to say about Sweet as the Night? Then call the telephone line voicemail. 623-850-3375. Call now. It's time for a great line from ELO from this week's song. What's my line? Sweet. Sweet as the night. Oh, now you are near. Dark. Dark with the dice. If you donate to the podcast through our Patreon site, patreon.com slash ELOPod, you can get bumper stickers, produce an episode, or for just $1 per episode, $4 a month, you can hear shows a week before they're released to the world. Or skip all that and just hand it over directly through PayPal using the email address ELOFTMpodcast at gmail.com. Great moments in Electric Light Orchestra history. As complex as Yellow's music is, what's really astounding is that none of the band can read or write music. Bev Bevan. We just rehearse things and 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 learn them to memory and just go into a studio and put them down and try and make them as fresh as possible. In fact, we try not to overlearn a number. You can you can learn a number too well. And then go in the studio and record it. And it'll be, you know, it's so well that it, it loses its freshness. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I did like the song. Wow, she liked it! Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com. Keep up to date on the show by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash ELOpod. Next week, episode 073, Whale.
Uh, while I was dancing to the song, I twisted my ankle, so I sprained it. So I'll be fine. Don't worry. You can get me stuff if you want to, guys. So, yeah. Bye.